0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Hey guys, Stephen here with you. Today it's another weekend edition and it's the 4th of February 2023. Today on the show I am unapologetically geeking out on the new HomePod and old HomePod, big. You're listening to Double Time, the weekend edition, your daily accessible
2: technology show. Now here's your hosts, Stephen Scott, Sean
1: Freeze, and Mark Aflalo. Yeah, just me with you today. Uh, Sean, of course, still unwell, and Mark is off working in Florida on the big hockey games, so he will be back with us next week. But today, I thought we'd do something a bit different, and I thought we'd focus on the HomePod Big, as I like to call it, and not just the new one. I know everyone's excited about the new one being available, and of course you can go get it now and all that lovely stuff, and Midnight, which is apparently really just blue, or White, which is really just white. Um... Okay, fine. I mean, yeah, you can go buy the new one if you like. I've got two old HomePod Bigs here, and I want to know how good they are, really, as smart speakers, because I haven't really used them in that way. I always use my Amazon Echo. I use it every day, and I love it. But could something like the Siri HomePod, uh, even the HomePod Mini, never mind the HomePod Big, could it replace my Amazon Echo? Would it be good enough? Is it capable enough to do that? I mean, you can take cost out of this equation because if you think about it, out of the Google Nest and the Amazon Echo and the Siri HomePod, the Amazon Echo is one of the cheapest and it's also the most capable. So cost isn't really the issue here. It's about capability and what it can do. Now, of course, cost is important. If you can't afford it, I get that. But let's just park that for a second. Could the HomePod replace my Amazon Echo smart speakers? Well, listener Greg Hayes says It is possible. It's a bold statement, but he's making it, and he's going to make his case today as we geek out on the HomePod. Greg, great to have you back here on Double Tap. Well, thank you, Stephen. Hi. And uh, today, we're going to talk about something. Do you know what? I love doing this show, right? Because I get the chance to talk about all my favorite toys with my mates. This is the best gig in the world, right? And um, today, I get to talk about a product which I probably, if I'm honest, and you might you might even be forgiven for thinking this as well, that I've been maybe a little bit dismissive of, and that is the Apple no. HomePod. <laughs> I know. And, and the, even though it's got a fruit in the title, uh, I haven't really given it much of um, much time, to be perfectly honest. You know, I've uh, been listening to a couple of your shows
2: over the years, and I used to give you a hard time about this because uh, you used to introduce and tell us to go listen to the podcast on Lady A or Lady G, and you'd never even mention Lady S. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I kind of forgot that she
1: existed, or he existed. (laughs) Um, I kind of, and I did, and I think it's because, uh, there's a lot of things, right? Because when it came to the HomePod, when the HomePod Big came out, which was, and still is, the best HomePod ever, uh, it came out, and I've got two of them. They're Mm -hmm. back on my desk in front of me, Right now, and I absolutely love them. I do. And uh, I love them because of the sound of the speakers. That is ultimately it, and that's what I got them for. I remember getting the initial one. My wife bought me one for Christmas one year, and I didn't. You know that way it's very difficult to tell your wife you want to buy another one. She's what you (laughs) want, and she thinks she's done so well, and she has, but... But I need the other one because it's going to make it stereo and it's going to sound even better. Yes. So I did that sneakily and now I've got the two. And, you know, after a while I stopped using them. I moved away from them because I ended up actually getting two Amazon Echoes, the two Amazon Echo bigs, not the studios, but the the big ball ones, the football ones. And um, that's now stereo paired in my living room. And that's because... Of the smart feature, you know the, the simple fact is that I think Lady A is a much better smart speaker, and she's more integrated into my life. And it, it's been really interesting having conversations about all this recently because it is such a it's such a challenge to find the right tool for the job, and you you don't yes. want to have everything plugged in all the time. You don't you know you don't want to have smart speakers for every possible occasion. Like oh, I I want to do a Google search. I better plug in my Google Nest. You know, or I I want to listen to some great music. I'll go and plug in a HomePod. You just want one thing to do everything, right? That would
2: be nice. And, you know, I think the Amazon Echo, it's a great product. I know a lot of people like it. A lot of people in the quote-unquote blind community use them, and they are great. Um, But I am in the Apple ecosystem, and I find that the HomePods just do me better and does everything that I need it to do. Um, I know the, the the one key thing that it doesn't have a HomePod that an, that an Echo does is skills. So third-party uh, developers can go off and create these skills and do all kinds of things from uh, automation uh, to games and um, business functions. I don't find myself, I had an Echo for a while and I didn't find myself using that. I wanted something that sounded great and would play my music for me. And so I went with the HomePods for that reason. And also, I'm very much into HomeKit. So I wanted to use it for that. And I've found that everything that I usually do with a smart assistant, I can do on a HomePod.
1: Now, I need you to explain this in a bit more detail to me because I'm trying to think – and is it, when you sent me this email a while ago, you had, you know, got into me about this and you're like, come on, Stephen, this thing is more <laughs> capable than you're giving it credit for. And I was thinking to myself after that email, I kind of sat down and thought, what am I actually using the Amazon Echo for? And I was thinking about things like operating a lot of the smart kit in my home. I have Philips Hue lighting. I have um, smart plugs from, say, TP-Link or even the Amazon one. Um I've got lots of different kit around the home, you know, heating, thermostats, doorbells, all that kind of stuff. Right. And I'm thinking, right, okay, so it'll work with all that, right? But It absolutely will. It will? Okay. Yes.
2: Well, again, there's a there's a thing called HomeKit, which is the Apple's equivalent to the smart home, or Apple's answer to the smart home. And HomeKit does all of those things. I have an Ecobee thermostat. I have Lutron light switches. I have hue bulbs. I have so many different products. Uh, TP-Link has series support or HomeKit support nowadays. Didn't used to. And that was the problem years ago was that they were more expensive and there were fewer products that could go into that. Um, One, that's not so true anymore. They've they've expanded a lot. And two, with the uh, advent of uh, Thread and now Matter – which is the more important, uh, many of the products in the coming years are just going to be designed to go with Matter. And if you have Matter, then they can work in HomeKit or with Google or with Alexa or SmartThings or any of those. So yes, the smart home is, I I have more than 100 smart devices in my house and uh, it controls controls them
1: well. Well, look, before we get into all the smart stuff, because that is cool stuff, and and you're absolutely right to to say that with Matter, and especially with the new HomePod Big, second generation mm-hmm. HomePod Big. Um, yes. That is definitely a fantastic thing. Now, I'm assuming, I, I, I don't know this for certain, but does the HomePod Mini get the same updates in regards to Matter on, yes. on it? Yes, the HomePod
2: right, Mini is already Matter certified. It came out with 16. Dot something. I think it was 16.1. So it is now a Matter device. Um, the HomePod Originals. Actually, and this gets confusing, but they are Matter um, for Matter over Wi-Fi, but they don't have a thread radio in it. Right. And so uh, so the, HomePod, the new HomePod biggies are uh, everything that the HomePod Mini was just with bigger, better sound.
1: So does that mean if it was already connected via Matter? So say, for example, I've got these HomePod bigs, right? Because I don't want to get rid of these. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. well, if I put that into a room and I use them, and I have something connected, like I want to turn off a, a smart plug, because it works over Wi-Fi, I can control the device, but in order to set it up, you would need one of the newer devices to set it up originally. So say it's a smart plug. You know, It needs to be yes. able to connect, I guess, to that device, and that's where that thread radio comes in, right? Am I, am I right? Yeah, if,
2: it's, if if the new device has thread, then yes, you're going to need something in the house that has thread. Uh, either a HomePod mini uh, Apple TV um, or the new HomePod Um, not a lot of thread devices out there although that's expanding and that's an exciting thing but most of the uh, devices that are out there right now are either uh, Bluetooth or Wi-Fi or something called Zigbee um, which is what your uh, um, basically your Hue bulbs are are Zigbee which is Mm -hmm. another kind of little radio so it gets very confusing, but the good news is um, these devices, these HomePods, can take care of it all, especially if you get the mini or the new. Uh, you'll you'll have no problems. And again, if you have an Apple TV, you don't even need that uh, as your home hub because the Apple TV can be your home hub. So that's an exciting thing. But again, you can do everything you want and more. Um, and the other thing that I like about the uh, HomeKit is that everything is in one place. You have a app called the Home App that's comes standard on your iPhone or your Mac or your I, iPad, and that allows you to control all the different devices from all the different brands in one app. And so if I've got my Hue and I've got my Lutron and uh, all the different things that you might have out there, it... I don't have to go into a different app every time I want to play with one of those devices. I can do it all in that app, the home app. I can create automations within that app. And uh, so and it's completely accessible, which is great. And then, of course, I can control it with my, uh, my voice through the HomePods or my phone or my watch or my iPad, everything. And this is why I'm always thinking that you should be doing this Stephen, because you're yeah. an apple fanboy and you've got all these devices so it'd be nice to be able to control them all from one place
1: yeah and it's interesting isn't it because it is part of that ecosystem and i think what i often felt was that it wasn't being supported
2: no it's very much supported um very much supported and it's I would say it, it, the products that you can put into it are growing all the time. And as I, as I mentioned, with all the devices I am in my house, I know that you can do everything that you need to do. The only thing um, that HomeKit is not as good at in the home automation are smart some of the smart appliances. Trying to get my stove to work, I'd have to do a little, uh, jump through a few hoops and use something called HomeBridge uh, to do that. But everything else
1: good to go so yeah i mean honestly the more you you talk the more i think now great i have to go and buy lots and lots of home (laughs) pods you don't
2: you have to and you can use those and then you can use your phone or your watch to do everything else that's the nice thing is you don't have to learn a new set of commands you don't have to be thinking okay how do i turn on the lights with my lady a device versus my phone i can just use the same command
1: well, Luke, I think it's good at this point maybe to, to break and for us to hear how this all works. And you've done a, a couple of demos for us today, which is absolutely fantastic. We're going to hear now how the basics work on the HomePod. This is Greg demoing for us in his house using his HomePods. So let's start off with some of the most
2: commonly used commands that people use a smart speaker for. All right, so, hey, Siri, what's the time? It's 4.15 p.m. Hey, Siri, what's the weather going to be tomorrow in Glasgow, Scotland? Expect some
0: clear skies in Glasgow, United Kingdom tomorrow. Daytime temperatures will hover around 38 degrees, with overnight lows around 27 degrees.
2: Ooh, that sounds cold. But you know what? 38 degrees, that's Fahrenheit. I don't think Stephen and Sean use that. So, hey, Siri, what is 38 degrees in Fahrenheit converted to Celsius?
0: 38 degrees Fahrenheit is 3.3 degrees Celsius.
2: Hey Siri, how much is $299 US in Canadian dollars?
0: $299 is 402 Canadian dollars and 54 cents, according to Yahoo Finance.
2: Sadly, that is the price of the new HomePod, so a lot of money. Let's say you're in the kitchen. You have to do some conversions. Hey Siri, how many cups in a quart? One quart is four cups. Hey, Siri, how many quarts in a liter?
0: One liter is 1.06 quarts.
2: I'm a horrible speller, so I'm going to do this for Sean. Hey, Siri, how do you spell Saskatchewan?
0: Saskatchewan. S-A-S-K-A-T-C-H-E-W-A-N.
2: I know Stephen's always given Sean a hard time about pronunciation, so I'm not sure mine was any better, but maybe... My Siri English voice sounded a little better to Stephen on that one. Okay, let's do some math. Hey, Siri, what is 7,200 divided by 4?
0: 7,200 divided by 4 is 1,800.
2: Hey, Siri, what percentage is 55 of 163?
0: 55 divided by 163 is approximately 33.7423%.
2: Okay, so I know that everybody thinks that us Americans know nothing about geopolitics, so good thing I have Siri. So I can say, hey Siri, who is the Prime Minister of Canada?
0: Justin Trudeau is the Prime Minister of Canada.
2: Hey Siri, who is the First Minister of Scotland?
0: According to Wikipedia, it's Nicola Sturgeon.
2: Here's one for you, Stephen. Hey Siri, who are the stars of the Golden Girls?
0: Here's what I found from Wikipedia. The show stars Beatrice Arthur, Betty White, Rue McClanahan, and Estelle Gettier's four older women who share friendship and are home in Miami, Florida. For more, say open this on iPhone.
2: Alrighty. So let's say I wanted to get the news. Hey Siri, play the news.
0: Here's the latest news. A Supreme Court leak remains hey Siri, a stop. mystery on the Fox
2: News. Alright, so that was the news from Fox. Uh, which seems to be the default here in the States. I could have gotten news from other news sources like CNN uh, or a couple others, and I would imagine that in your country we might be able to get your news sources. Here's another one. Hey Siri, play the Double Tap podcast.
0: Okay, Double Tap podcast, now playing. This is an AMI
2: podcast. Hey Siri, stop. You guys want- We've all heard plenty of that before, so I won't go on. Can Siri do timers and alarms? Sure. Hey Siri, set a timer called egg for three minutes.
0: Three minute egg timer,
2: starting now. Hey Siri, set a timer called bacon for five minutes.
0: Five minute bacon timer, starting now.
2: Okay. Hey Siri, what timers do I have going?
0: I found two timers. An egg timer with two minutes and 43 seconds remaining. And a vacant timer with four minutes and 51 seconds to go.
2: Great. Hey, Siri, stop all the timers.
0: Do you want to cancel all your timers? Yes. I canceled all your timers.
2: So I can also do things like setting alarms and making uh, lists and reminders. I won't do those, but I could. Uh, and if I set up a list, it would go straight into my Apple Notes. And if I set a Calendar event, it would go straight into my uh, the calendar that I have set up in Apple Calendar. I could do a reminder and say, "Hey Siri, take the trash to the curb every Tuesday at five p.m."
0: Okay, Greg, I've added take the trash to the curb for Tuesday five p.m.
2: And now I'll get a alert on my reminders on my phone or any of my other devices every Tuesday. What if I wanted to set up an appointment to have lunch with my wife? Hey, Siri, set an appointment with my wife tomorrow at noon called lunch at McDonald's.
0: Okay, Greg, lunch at McDonald's is scheduled for noon to 1 p.m. tomorrow.
2: All right, I don't have a lot of money, so I'll take my wife on a date to McDonald's and get myself a McFlurry. I can make a phone call. I can say, hey, Siri, call Apple Accessibility.
0: Okay, Greg, calling Apple Accessibility. Work.
2: Accessibility support. We help with features like- Hey Siri, hang up. control. Okay. Or I could send a text message. Hey Siri, send a text to Sean that says HomePods rule. Okay, Greg, to Sean,
0: HomePods rule. Send it. Yes. Done.
2: Okay. So that was a sampling of some of the smart assistant things that you can do with the HomePod. And I think it does it pretty darn well.
1: You know, Greg, it sounds so simple the way you've done that. You know, I often say with Apple, it just works, but it sounds like it actually does.
2: That's right. The great thing is if I'm uh, creating a a meeting invite, it goes right into my calendar app on my phone or my Mac. Uh, If I'm... Creating a shopping list. It goes right into the Notes app. and you don't have to do anything. It knows who you are. You've signed into your home pod, you know in my case as Greg, and my watch and my phone and my Mac are all have the same Apple ID. So whatever I do uh, in these goes right into the Apple apps that correspond on those devices. And as you said, It just works. No configuration.
1: Yeah, that's the incredible thing about it. And again, it's, it's that connection across device. I don't think I've ever really put HomeKit into my thinking, to be honest. I think that's the problem for me. I've never really thought about HomeKit and how I can control not just HomeKit, but even just the simplistic use of the device and the way of using it. I've never really thought about integrating it in because I've always had the Amazon Echoes. If you have your Echoes and they're working
2: for you, great. I'm not trying to convince you to move over. Well, maybe I am for you, but the average person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not trying to convince them to change that. I'm just saying this is a great alternative, and if you're in the Apple ecosystem, I think this is the first place you should look before you look at Google or Amazon.
1: What's your favorite thing to do with a HomePod that perhaps people might be surprised by?
2: So my favorite, my very favorite thing to do with the HomePod is to listen to music. There is no better sound than a pair of these originals, and I would imagine the new biggies. Um, and so that's, that's my favorite thing to do. And when I'm listening to music, I can ask questions like, you know, who is it playing right now? Yeah. And it'll just answer. So that's my very favorite thing to do. Um, but my other favorite things to do are – to use the device to, uh, open the shades in my house or open the garage. Um, actually close the garage because the home pods are, uh, secure or not secure. So they, it won't allow you to open locks with it, but, um, and then just all the things that we use a smart assistant for, right. Stephen, when you use your smart assistant, when you use your smart device, mm. what are you? What's the most common thing that you're doing?
1: Asking the time, exactly. <laughs> it's and guess what? Every it time, can do that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. It's all those basic things um, that, that we just went through, and those are all there. Yeah. And uh, that's. I just love that I've got it. And again. I don't have to think about which device I'm using when I'm asking that question. I can ask the same question the same way. Again, how to ask the time is pretty darn easy, but how to turn on
1: the lights in the living room might be a little different from one system to another. But it's all it's all possible. That's the thing, right? Uh, l- listen, stay there because we're going to talk more about this, and I want to get into some of the other things we can do with the device as we start to develop our relationship with the home pod and using it as part of our smart home so stick around this is double tap we're talking with greg hayes today on HomePods. listen daily from noon eastern on ami audio or search for double tap in your favorite
2: app we'll be right back
1: this is double tap now back to the show Welcome back. This is Double Tap. We're talking all about HomePods today uh, with uh, my good friend Greg Hayes, a long-time listener to the show. How long have you been with us now, Greg?
2: Oh, two or three years. Um, I was. I listened to this show, um, and I listened to your your last show, uh, the Blind Guy Talks Tech show. I'm afraid I never got to.
1: You on an A moving target is harder to hit, so uh, I, I stand <laughs> by that in my career. Um, but yeah, we're talking about HomePods today because it's a subject that you've been emailing me about for a number of years now, and finally we've got the chance to sit down and talk about it. And, you know, like in the last segment, we're talking about the basics of using a HomePod and how, even with the basics, you can do a lot with the device. Now I want to talk a little bit about some of the other capabilities, the, the the smarter side. Now you mentioned things like closing the blinds or closing the garage door or whatever it might be, but there was something you found, and you're going to demo this for us, and we'll hear this. Maybe we'll hear this first. This is you uh, learning to get the doorbell to work, the smart doorbell to work with the home HomePod. Let's listen to your demo first.
2: So here's one of the things that got me really excited. I have what's called a Logitech video doorbell, and it is something that works with HomeKit. And one of the great things about it is that it can detect who rang your doorbell. And since I can't see, I can't use the video doorbell and look and watch what it is. So I'm outside right now, I'm in front of my doorbell, and I'm gonna press, you know, the ringer button, And I'm going to go inside. So here's what you hear inside at the HomePod. It looks like Greg Hayes is at the door. That chime that you heard went off on all the different HomePods throughout my house. And like any other video doorbell, I can go and press a talk button on my iPhone and talk with the person that's at my front door when they ring the doorbell, whether I'm at the house or anywhere in the world, because it goes over the internet. And the nice thing about this one, again, is I don't have to use a separate app for it. I just go into the Home app on my iPhone, and away I go.
1: Okay, so Greg, that is pretty significant, right? Because that's a a pretty big deal, getting the HomePod and the, the doorbell working together. How did all that work? Well,
2: the great thing about that is you heard it tell me that Greg Hayes is at the door. And it can do that for anybody, anybody that's in my photo album. I got my wife to go through my photo album and just label each of the photos. So all my family members and friends, if it sees one of us and that has been labeled in the photo album on your phone, it knows and does facial recognition – and it will tell you, this is who's at the front door. For a blind guy, that's awesome. Because we don't get to see the video of a video doorbell. But having my HomePod tell me who's up front when, when they ring the doorbell, that was just uh, a life changer for me. Yeah, That no, might that be a little strong, some- but it was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs>
1: well, no, but it, but it is, right? Because, I mean, how many times, especially with me, I have the ring doorbell and someone comes to the door and it can be quite, you know, you don't know who you're opening the door to, right? That's the problem. And, and, and sometimes getting be... it to talk, you know, so getting
2: that intercom function, yep. you know, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't quickly, especially if you're not, uh, if you're not nearby. And by the way, it, it tells you that on your phone too. So if, if I, if somebody was ringing the doorbell and I wasn't at the house, mm. I still would know who's there because my phone would say that it was Steven Scott's at the door. Well, I picture,
1: and, and the great thing there is, I mean, if you have neighbours, you don't necessarily want to go around the neighbours and say, hey, would you mind if I take your picture so that I can you know, put it into my doorbell so that if you come to the door, yeah, most neighbours might be, OK, fine. But actually, if you can just scrape your Facebook or even just, you know, get the images from Facebook, you can pull them into your, your device and, you know, yes. give them that information instead. That's a little, is that more creepy? I don't know. Maybe it's more creepy. I don't yeah. know. Well, the other thing you, you can also <laughs> it was worse actually now thinking about it
2: <laughs> but if they do come to your door you can just capture the picture there and then oh, okay um,
1: right so you can catch you it go. for next time exactly ah, exactly that's interesting so, yeah. but
2: you have to have sighted assistance for that one but, yeah uh, okay. but it's super helpful once it's done
1: so let's talk about some of the other things that you've learned that this device can do you've been and look let's go through some of the demos because you've been very kindly recording for us uh, some of the things you can do with the HomePod. So, what's up next? Well, I think why don't we look about how the HomePod works with your Apple TV?
2: Okay, so I've moved into my living room to talk to you about video and how the HomePod can integrate with my TV. All right, so I've got an Apple TV and I happen to have a HomePod in here. So, I can say things like, Hey Siri, watch Apple TV and it automatically turns on the TV and changes the TV to my Apple TV input. Alright, so that's kind of nice. Or I could do the same and tell her to watch the Blu-ray player or whatever. I ended up creating a shortcut which is basically something that you can write and it is, again, this is built into Apple, but it, it's a little application where you can write a script and make it do things. So I say, "Hey Siri, watch a movie."
0: Okay, Greg, which app would you like to open? Netflix, Disney, Prime, Apple Movies, the TV app, or Blu-ray DVD?
2: Disney. Okay,
0: Greg, shall I set the lights yes or no? Yes.
2: Okay, Greg. Siri just turned on my TV, opened up the Apple TV input, and automatically switched to the application called Disney. And then it set the lights to what I call my movie time scene. Now, that took a little doing. I had to write a script in this thing called Shortcuts, but it works great. It's fun, and I didn't have to be a programmer to figure out how to do that. It's not terribly difficult if you want to challenge yourself. All right, but let's forget about Shortcuts for a while and go back. All right, so again, I've got this HomePod. I can say, hey, Siri, watch The Expanse. Some options are on
0: the screen.
2: Which one would you like? The Expanse button. Okay. And so you probably... Okay. Let
0: me know if there's anything else I can help you with.
2: Thank you, Siri. So you can probably hear that my HomePod did what I asked. And then on my TV, perhaps you heard, it came up with The Expanse. And it wants me to now press the play button. And that's it. The Expanse was on Prime TV. So it knew to go find the Expanse in the right application, and then play it. And if there had been multiple options, like if I had said, uh, play the, I don't know, the Sound of Music, it might have been on Netflix and Prime and one of the other things. So it would have given me options. But of course, since I've got an Apple TV, and the Apple TV has voiceover, all that was completely accessible to me and the TV would have given me a list of options and I could have then chosen it. If you've got a HomePod and an Apple TV, it just works beautifully together. So another nice thing is that a lot of these devices, for instance, my stereo receiver, it's got a million buttons on it. And I don't know if you're like me, but trying to memorize every single one of those buttons can be a real pain, but it has AirPlay built in and there are some devices that might not have AirPlay built in. So you can get what's called an IR blaster or an infrared blaster that works with HomeKit or with series shortcuts, and you can just tell the device to turn on, turn up the volume, change the channel, whatever it is that you need. And again, you're using the same smart speaker and you don't have to memorize where all those buttons are. And I believe that it can probably be done in other systems as well. But I like it. It works here on my HomePod.
1: Now, this one's really interesting to me because I didn't realize the HomePod and the Apple TV worked together in this way. You know, the closest I've seen is the Google Nest working with Netflix. And you yes. could ask the Google Next, "Hey, um, you know, could you play me Stranger Things on Netflix?" And then suddenly on your TV if you had a Chromecast connected, or I think if you had an Android TV, it would automatically connect up and it would just start playing Stranger Things on the TV. Um, yeah. I didn't know you could do this with the HomePod. No, it's
2: great. As you heard, I've got uh, I've got an Apple TV in my living room. I also have a, I have a HomePod Mini there, um, and it's great. I can just tell it what show I want to watch, and it will go find where it is and it'll play it. And I can press, you know, I can tell Siri to pause through the Home Pod or do anything. So you know, if you can't find that fiddly little Apple TV remote that always gets lost, well, you still have a way to control it via voice.
1: Well, that's another point because there's a an issue I have. I, I I'm not a big fan of the Apple TV remote. To be perfectly honest, I find it. I just I, I seem to be like a Bambi on ice using <laughs> it. You know, I just I, if I even touch the remote, I seem to have moved around because the the little cursor just Uh, flies off somewhere else the new one or the old one Uh, the new one well the the latest one i guess it's not not the brand new apple tv 4k or whatever it is but the the previous generation well
2: they have a new remote um that comes with the 4k tvs and actually you can just get the remote i just have an hd apple tv because what do i care if it's 4k or not i can't see it um so and i just ended up buying the new remote and it gives you back your tactile functions. So you can just, you know, arrow things around and that fiddliness of it moving every time you touch it uh, doesn't it doesn't happen anymore. So if you want to get back into Apple TV, that might be an option for you.
1: Now one thing I've never really get into, and I've again I get criticized by so many people about this, I'm an Apple guy and yeah I, I seem to miss most of the <laughs> most of these functions it is city shortcuts. This is another one which I, I, I a lot of people um, you know Love to talk about. I, I found it personally just a little bit cumbersome to get my head around. And they brought out the Mac version, which meant that you could create the shortcuts in the Mac. There's the option on the phone. But to me it just seemed a little bit convoluted. I mean, maybe it's just my head. I'm not a programmer by nature. I've never thought about it. Right. But you've and been I, you know, you've been getting into these, right? I have. And I'm not a programmer either. I'm an IT guy, but I'm
2: I've I'm somebody that works on systems. I I'm, I'm never been a programmer. And so I saw this was a feature and I started experimenting Um, so one of the things that I did was I made it so that I could um, ask my HomePod to play a movie and sometimes movies are on your DVR sometimes they're on Netflix sometimes they're on Prime or Apple TV or Disney TV and you know if it doesn't in the demo earlier, we showed it just automatically go into that show. But that doesn't always work. With some, In some cases, there are some apps that it doesn't. And certainly my DVR, it wouldn't know how to do that. So I created a Siri shortcut to just come up. And when I say watch a movie, it comes up and it asks me
1: some questions. That's brilliant. I must admit, again, this is... This is incredible to me because I I always see Apple as just a locked down system.
2: For once, they open it up so that we can uh, go beyond because the home app is great. It's, you know, it allows you to do a a whole lot of things and a whole lot of automations. But sometimes you just want to go a little bit further and you want to customize it. And again, I'm not a programmer, but you can figure this one out. If you just understand the concept of if and then, you know. If I want to do this, then do that, and so I was able to get through that. Uh, there's lots of things out on YouTube and telling you how to, I'm telling you how to program these, and so I tried a couple, and they're fun.
1: Mm, okay, uh, now I know your other passion is music, and that's certainly a reason to buy a home board. Let's hear you demoing how you use it to play music.
2: Now, I'm afraid I cannot show you the quality of the sound because I don't have a great microphone, and quite honestly, I don't know what it is that you're listening to this through, so I guess you're just going to either have to trust me or go listen to them for yourselves. But I promise you, this sound of these smart speakers is the best that I've found of any smart speakers. I have a pair of the original HomePods. They are sometimes called the HomePod Biggies, and they just sound incredible there are also homepod minis out there which sound very good and you can stereo pair them as well but they're not as big they don't have the bass response as the originals unfortunately the originals are no longer made the homepod biggies have been reintroduced and they sound like they will be very good haven't heard them myself yet but the specs and Apple's reputation in audio makes me believe that they are also going to sound mighty good. Hey Siri, play my radio station.
0: Okay, here's a station just for you.
2: All right. So Siri has chosen to play songs that she thinks I'm going to like. She looks at my library and my playlists and what it is I've been listening to lately and will put music out like that, and even if it's not the same songs that are in my playlists or my library, she'll go and look for similar songs by the same artist or by similar artists. And if I don't remember who the, audio, who the artist is, I can say, hey Siri, what is this song?
0: This is Island Girl, remastered by Elton
2: John. So that's kind of fun, and If I wanted to listen to this in the rest of my house, I could do things like say, Hey Siri, play this song in the study.
0: One moment. Now also playing in the study.
2: And you'll just have to trust me. You probably can't hear my study playing, but it's playing both here and in my study. Hey Siri, pause. If I had wanted to, I could have asked her to play this in the whole house. And it would have played it on any airplay speaker that I have throughout the house. Other HomePods or any speaker that has airplay. And that's lots of fun. I can do all the normal things that you do with music. I can ask for a specific artist, a specific song, a genre, an album, anything I want. Hey Siri, play my favorite pop and rock playlist, Shuffled.
0: Okay. Okay. His favorite rock and pop on shuffle.
2: Hey Siri, pause. Listening to music on the HomePod is just awesome. But sometimes I'm listening to my music on my phone. When I'm out and about walking the dog or whatever. I'm going to play some music for you starting from my phone. You can hear it playing. That's coming from the little speaker on my phone. And now I get home and I don't want to interrupt this. I want to keep listening, but I want to listen on the good stuff. So I take the phone and I just hover it over top of the HomePod. HomePod, to HomePod. under pressure, Queen. And look, it's now playing at the same spot. It's just moved it from my phone to my HomePod. Hey Siri, pause. Of course, if I wanted to, I could do just the opposite. If I was leaving, I I could take that same phone, hover it over the speaker, and it will take whatever is playing on the HomePod and move it back to my phone. That is just awesome.
1: I think it's that point you've raised, though, about transferring music from the phone to the HomePod that's kind of interesting and does kind of solve some of the problems uh, the critics have. For example, that your default music app on there on the home pod is only apple music you can't use spotify you can't use amazon music but if you're playing it on your phone you can transfer the sound directly over so yes you can't by default connect to those services but at least you're able to use those services from your apple phone from your iphone and just transfer it straight to the home pod so that's kind of cool um, you know, I, wondered, I should have probably asked you this earlier on, <laughs> Greg, but has this always been your, your main device? Have you always been into the HomePod? Was that your first smart speaker?
2: My first smart device was uh, an Echo. Uh, I chose to move away from that because I wanted a better sound. I also wanted a better security experience. Um, the HomePods and the Apple Home or HomeKit is all... Local, everything that's getting processed uh, when I'm asking for commands on my HomePod for through HomeKit is recorded and processed locally. It doesn't go out to the cloud. It doesn't go out to the vendor uh, servers somewhere in China or India or wherever. It just does it here. And so I like the security. Um, and between between wanting a more secure Set up and wanting better sound, that's when I moved to the HomePods. And I haven't looked back.
1: This is one area where I've never really explored to this depth. And I'm so glad we did this today, because it gives people a chance to understand the capability of it. And I think maybe even look past, not like we're saying, when no one's out to suggest you should ditch all your Amazon Echoes or your Google <laughs> Nests or anything else, you know, I've got these devices, I'll continue to use them. But I would like to implement Siri HomeKit, especially into my everyday You mentioned their privacy and security. That's another big area here. You know, there's more security, I feel, and privacy concerns taken seriously with Apple than not necessarily with other companies. Not to point fingers at anyone in particular. I think, you know, they all have their issues. But, you know, there's a reason why Siri isn't quite as good as other assistants. And part of it is because they don't listen into everything we're saying. They don't record every single, you know, word we say to the device this isn't conspiracy level stuff, right? This is just fact. That every time you ask Lady A to do something, it records that invocation, it records the invocation, it records the question you've asked, and it uses that in order to improve itself. And that is why the Amazon Echo and the Google Nest have been better. Siri doesn't do that, and arguably that's why it's never improved. So it's, a, it's and it's a challenge, isn't it? It's a yin and yang between. Do I want a better smart speaker, or do I want a safe and secure smart speaker? Right.
2: And I'll give you that. The, you know, the the fact that it can go; those other systems are going out to the cloud and getting answers there. Which, by the way, I just have to be clear: there are some things that Siri needs to go out to the cloud for. Right. Mm. If, but it does everything. If I ask uh, a question about what you know, what the weather is in Manchester, well. It can't do that locally. It has to go out to the cloud, right? So that's there are some things. But like you say, the default is to do what it can to process locally.
1: And it's interesting because in your demos that you recorded for us, one I noted was uh, where you had kind of fused this together. So the smart home and the security side. Let's have a listen to how you use your devices at home and how that security that we talk about in the HomePod and indeed the Apple ecosystem generally actually works and how it actually plays out in reality.
2: Another key reason I chose the HomePods is for the smart home. Apple has a system called the Apple Home, used to be known as HomeKit. And to me, it's the best of the platforms. Part of the reason I think that is because I think it's more secure. Any command that I give to my smart home is all processed locally, rather than going out to the cloud and the vendor's servers to process those commands. I don't really want anybody to know what it is I'm doing. I like that HomeKit processes everything locally. Also, I can use the same commands here on my HomePod that I use on my phone or my watch, my Apple TV, or even the Mac. All of them use Siri and all of them use the same commands to control my smart home. I don't have to think about different commands if I'm talking to my Amazon device versus my Siri device. And for me, that's a big advantage. When I set a command, my HomePod will respond. Oftentimes you don't even hear what it's doing. It just happens. Here's an example. Hey Siri. Close the blinds. You notice that the HomePod didn't respond, but you probably could hear the little motor going in the background and my blinds just closed. So that's kind of cool. As I said, I can use other devices if I want, but I can't use the HomePod for one or two devices such as locks. If I try this, Hey Siri, Unlock the front door.
0: You'll need to continue on your personal device.
2: See, it doesn't like to do that because it doesn't know who is asking that command or if that's really an authorized user because you really don't log in to a HomePod. And a burglar could be at the window yelling in and asking for that command and unlocking your door. We don't want that. On the other hand, if I... Go to my watch and open the front door. Honored.
0: Unlocking front security
2: door. <laughs> See, my watch is secure. I had to log into that, and as soon as I take it off my wrist, it logs me out. So it knows that it's me, and it doesn't mind unlocking the door. I can use commands to do so many different things. I can turn on the lights. I can dim the lights. I can go to my thermostat with my voice or through the app and change. And that's great because most thermostats I can't see. So I can ask her to change the temperature to 74 degrees Fahrenheit. If I wanted, I can even do things in my backyard. I've got a smart irrigation system hooked up to this smart home so i could ask her to water the lawn and it will just do that there's lots of cool things that it can do
1: and that's the great thing that as you say it's forever expandable and we're going to be talking even next week about how you can take this even further it is quite incredible how uh, even though the system feels very closed down there are ways You can, without jailbreaking, without doing anything that feels wrong or that just feels a bit too technical, there are ways like you've demonstrated today using Siri shortcuts. You can expand the functionality of the device. Uh, One final thing, though, and this is something we talked about before we started, and that is Siri itself, because often the biggest criticism here is that Siri's not that smart. Um, And certainly, we've all experienced bugs and issues on our smartphones, on iPhones with it. How does it behave on the HomePod? I
2: have noticed that my home pods working with Siri are much better than my phone has been of late. I don't know, ever since 16 iOS 16 came out, I you've you've had some tips on people trying to tell us how to do Siri. That's because something went wrong <laughs> in iOS 16. So I agree Siri on my phone is not so good these days and I yeah. have found that Doing that delay that some of your speakers, your listeners suggested and counting to one or two and then asking the question, that works. So uh, not so true on the home HomePods. Uh, it seems to just work just fine there. I hope they fix that soon.
1: Listen, really interesting to talk to you. I, I, I'm i really looking forward to going now and testing lots of things with my home pods, even though they are the, you know, absolute garbage version one, you know, clearly straight to landfill. Uh, devices. Stop.
2: They're awesome. <laughs> I love my pot originals.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not getting rid of mine, that's for sure. Uh, I do think the sound is incredible, and if that's all they do, I'm I'm happy with that. But uh, yeah, really interesting to talk to you about it today, Greg. Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, it was lots of fun. Thank you. So I think we all agree, plenty of food for thought from today's episode. I can't wait to hear your feedback on this. And like I say, we're going to develop into this conversation even more as we talk about shortcuts. And the big topic that everybody's excited about, ChatGPT. We'll be joined next week by Robin Christofferson from MobilityNet, a regular voice in the show, of course. He is going to be here to talk about that. It's a really interesting and developing story and could even make the home pod and indeed all our devices using Siri even more capable. Really interesting discussion. Thank you so much to Greg Hayes for coming on this week. Really, really appreciate your time. I think this has been really interesting today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, Keep your feedback coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com is our email address. 1-877-803-4567 is the listener line number. I'll be back with you on Monday. Love Double Tap. Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new
2: episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is
1: available from your favorite podcast provider.